Hello, shippers. Today is an exciting day. That's right. We are talking Aragorn and Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to We Ship It, the podcast where we gossip and gab about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. That's right. And today we are taking a trip to Middle Earth as we talk Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And guess what, you guys? Aragorn and Arwen is going to be our main topic of conversation today. And I just love Elven characters and fairy tales. And what better story is there than Lord of the Rings? So we're going to talk about them today. We're going to throw in a little bit of Eowyn, which I think Devin likes her a little bit more than he should probably because Eowyn is not for Aragorn. I'm just going to say it right no, now. No, okay. From the front gate. We're getting we're getting too far into I'm this. I'm getting too far. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I will talk more about this later because yes, I do okay. have feelings, but not for those, not those feelings. Anyways. Okay. Yes. Uh, and before we get to our summary, I want to introduce our special guest today. She is our wild adventurer and avid lover of all things Lord of the Rings. Welcome to the show, Liz Eberhardt. Hey. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> so excited you're here. Yes, absolutely. Me too. I've known, really Liz, good. <laughs> I've known Liz for years as we both have had a passion for uh, theater and we went to the same high school. Um, I always knew that when the time came, she would make a perfect expert on Lord of the Rings. So I'm excited <laughs> and super thrilled that she said yes, and she is joining us today. So again, welcome, Liz. Thank you. Yay. I'm very excited to be here. Love it. Okay, so here's our typical spoiler alert. Woo. Um, we will obviously be going into plot points about lord of the rings so listen with caution if you haven't watched the 11 hours of please watch it uh, take some breaks (laughs) (laughs) Um, Devin binged it like three days or yeah it was a little crazy um anyways breaks yeah or or don't whatever and you can even add the hobbit in or as we mentioned before like off the air don't watch the hobbit (laughs) because they're not (laughs) please don't um but with that said here's our summary we first meet our fearless ranger Aragorn, um, known as Strider, when he finds the four wandering hobbits, Frodo, Sam, Pippin, and Merry, at the Prancing Pony Inn, where he deems it his duty to help the boys escape the nine Nazgul's. Hmm. Um, when they are attacked, Aragorn seeks out Arwen, his elvish lover's assistance, to help heal Frodo's wound. Aragorn is later revealed to be the heir of Isildur, I believe I said that correctly. You said it well Isildur. enough. Isildur. Oh, look at okay. that. I'm glad we have a professional <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yep. Um, and in line to be king of Gondor, he and Arwen have loved each other for some time, and Arwen has even dedicated herself to him and plans to choose a mortal life with him. But oh, Aragorn Arwen. feels this is too much to, what I say? No, I was just saying, ugh, Arwen. Uh, I know, right? The poor gal. And he feels that this is too much to give up. He then leaves with the fellowship to help Frodo deliver the ring to the fires of Mount Doom. Traveling and orc fighting ensues and Aragorn meets the lovely Eowyn who develops feelings for him. He dismisses them, goes off to recruit some cursed ghosts and has frequent dreams of Arwen. Arwen eventually leaves the elven pilgrimage and encourages her father to fight alongside the humans. 
After the ring is destroyed, Aragorn is named King of Gondor. Hell and yeah. he and Arwen are married and unite men and elves in the new age to come. So exciting. I love it, right? Devin. That was a great okay. summary. I couldn't have Thanks. done it, it was, any better than that. I mean, I packed 11 hours into two minutes. <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody. I'm very proud of your English teacher skills. Thanks. You but, don't have to watch the movies now. Yeah, yeah you're very no. welcome. <laughs> he spoiled it I for saved, you. It's great. I saved everyone the time. So you're very welcome for that. Beautiful. But with that, away yes. we go. So our first question here is their love story is a thread throughout the three installments. So what pulls these two together? What about their characters attracts the other? Yeah. Um, I also, I think it's interesting that their love story isn't really in the books. Like it's really tertiary to the I books. Know. And it's completely in the appendices um, and I think that, I mean, his swarthy nature, you know, as a ranger is, you know, a little bit of a turn on, you know, mm. reasonable. Um, and I know that he kind of sees her as, um, Lorian from the song, you know, and is kind mm -hmm. of enamored before he even meets her. Um, but I think they balance each other out pretty well, you know, with him, being the crazy adventurer that he is and, you know, really putting himself out there for his friends and her kind of being this grounding presence for him, you know, a reason to keep coming back home, you know, and a reason to step up and take his place. Yeah, so. I think that's Absolutely. what it is. She is his comfort. You can just see it every time he's with her. She's like, you need to sleep, like, just relax, like all that stuff. <laughs> it's fine. It's, just, it's the way it is. Like, she just is his comfort. And he I, I hate to say it. Like, I feel like we don't get enough of Arwen's perspective to really know mm -hmm. what it is that yeah. draws her to Aragorn. But he is, you know, a little mysterious. He's hot. So, I mean, that's where I'll leave it for right now. But I know Devin will have a better answer. Uh, so I think for Aragorn, um, I feel like Arwen is his stable ground. Like Liz said, he's surrounded by chaos. So he needs that like level ground to fall back on. Um, she's beautiful. She's loyal. She's caring. Um, she will do dangerous tasks just uh, because that's what's asked of her. Um, her loyalty knows no bounds and she's elephant. So that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Um, those pointy Arwen, ears or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> her, her longevity in life. That's cool, too. Um, Arwen, I think she is attracted by his noble character. Um, he continues to do what is right, no matter the cost or the odds that might be up against him. Um, so he just is that noble person. And um, I think she respects that. So for sure. There, I said yeah. it. All right. Next question. <laughs> Moving on. What are your thoughts on Arwen's decision to give up her elven immortality? Is this a sign of unhealthy love? I don't think that it's unhealthy. Um, maybe that's a hot take, but he absolutely does not push her to do it. Like, there's no point where he's like, I don't know, it'd be kind of nice if you would, but like, I don't know, you don't really have to, but like, I don't know, I love it. You know, like, she completely <laughs> made that choice. Like, after he broke up with her, um, you know, when he was like, no, don't do it and breaks up with her um, so mm -hmm. she can go live with her family. And she's still like, nah, bro, like kind of yeah. hanging out with you. Not forever anymore, but like her life is now, I know they say it's tied to the ring and I don't really get that Under, part. Fully but, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. But like her life in some way is tied to him because he's now like her like reason for living just as she is his and 
I mean, he is one of the Numenor, so he has extremely long life anyway. So she's given up a little bit, but she really losing that much. Probably. Yeah. I also think <laughs> it's so important that he he even leaves her and says, don't like, don't do this, essentially. So I think that that's a really important distinction because he could easily have fallen to his human tendencies and been like, can you, you know, yeah, can you give it all up for me? And right. I don't think he ever does that. I mean, there are some moments, though, where I think she's a little unhealthy, like the moments where she's like waiting for him at home and just like doing nothing. And her dad's like, you need yeah. to go and like, like save dying yourself. on the couch. Exactly. <laughs> <Naturally. books. laughs> I'm like, dude, you don't have to be so emo about it. Not but to be same- dramatic, but <laughs> yeah. And it's like, OK, she she's definitely a little dramatic. There are moments where I'm kind of like. All right, this love isn't the healthiest thing I've ever seen. I think in the end, though, where they come to their conclusions about where they're meant to be and their fates as people, him as the king, her as giving that up to be with him. um, I think that they're in a healthy spot at that point. They go through a lot of weird stuff throughout, but I would say that this her giving this up is not the unhealthy part of their relationship. Yeah, they're related. Uh, That might be the unhealthy part, but it's not that. (laughs) We could go there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I do think it's a huge decision. And I will agree that at the end, it kind of makes sense. But and it's not rushed at all. They Mm -hmm. they don't um, it's not there's no pressure involved, but I think think it does say a lot about her character it's almost like without ergon she's nothing she completely devoted herself to him and that's not necessarily healthy in that retrospect um is it wrong for her to give it up absolutely not um but i think giving it up solely to be with ergon and to have a baby with him should and if that's the only reason then i don't know if i see that perspective devin but i will say like I don't think we get enough about her reasoning, her motives, correct? Or her and that's story that's what I was just really about know. to get to. She because needs in the more movies we do get some development from her that I don't really think is in the books. Where she, where's the whole thing where she's in the river and she's like saving people? I'm forgetting. Like yeah. it's I don't, in the movie. I don't, you know what I'm talking about? So she's yeah. a little bit more of like an active player in some of the movies. I would say. Yeah. But even at that, even when she is a more active player, we still don't get like the Arwen life story we don't really get the arwen motives yeah, like I, those are things that are yeah. missing from this conversation i think we, unfortunately. I, I agree we get her as like a one-dimensional muse um yeah. and like driving factor for Aragorn. exactly but like literally without him she is nothing because that's the way J.R.R. tolkien wrote it you know yeah. and <laughs> if we had something from her perspective you know there might be some more like grace or some more like mm-hmm. wiggle room there but For better or for worse, we could talk about how it's not like that's not a very feminist perspective, but he also writes the Eowyn character. So I think J.R.R. That's what I was going to get to later on. (laughs) She Like, I I think that the story that's my problem with it is that we could just say chalk it up to, oh, this is just like a man's story about a bunch of men going and doing stuff. But then we get this Eowyn character and I'm like, how could you not be making a comparison at that point? Like, it's true. You know what I mean? It's something that's always kind of bothered me because I love Eowyn. I think she's a great character. I'll talk a little bit about how I later about how I'm kind of like confused about who I think is truly best for Aragorn. Um, <laughs> I think just because like I have such an infatuation with Arwen and, and her story and she is a little bit more mysterious and a little older and everything. I think I do tend to lean towards her, but 
I don't know. Like, it's really interesting. I, I would love to do a study on like the the way that J.R.R. Tolkien treats women in his stories. Wouldn't yeah, that'd be interesting. Ah, it I would. Think, I think she definitely needs more <laughs> wow, development. Episode. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay, moving on because we can yes. talk about that for hours. Do you blame Aragorn for leaving Arwen at Rivendell and journeying with the Fellowship? Did he make the, or did he make this decision too lightly? Absolutely not. Like they are such a good long distance relationship. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like, do they really make it work? Questionable. You know, he does kind of break up with her, but um, (laughs) (laughs) like that. I mean, casually. But like, if you think about it, like his purpose is to help the fellowship, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's, you know, his, like even his duty, if you're thinking of him as a king, you know, is like primarily to his people and not to his lady love, unfortunately, right. True. the lady loves out there. But I don't I don't think he made it too lightly. And I think mm-hmm. that like there was probably a lot of conversations that happened between Arwen and Aragorn, you know, off screen that we don't see where they're probably like, hey, by the way, I'm leaving now. Yeah. Like, you know that I don't have a choice. And I also think Arwen would have been mad at him if he would have stayed behind yeah. to be with her and let these cute little hobbits go off <laughs> to certain doom. <laughs> yeah. Mount Doom, certain doom alone. So Mount I doom. love Got that. it. And like, I don't think there was going to be any lady love if he didn't do that because no, Sauron was like I taking was... over the world. So yeah. <laughs> Devin, yeah, any I don't, kind of a yeah, problem. I definitely don't blame him at all. Um, it's not like he was using this as an excuse to run away from his problems with Arwen. Um, it's just that the ring took priority over mm-hmm. their future together. So he had to take a pause and deal with this issue yeah. at hand. Um, he feels um, what she's giving up is too much and helps her make the choice by leaving. I don't even think he expects to see her again after this party. Um, Cause yeah. he's just going on this like, suicide mission almost basically um, he follows through with his commitment even though he's leaving his love life behind and that's the sacrifice that he has to make kind of deal so and it's an interesting transition too because like especially in the movie you know this plot line of arwen's life is tied to the ring does come up you know so by going mm-hmm. he is protecting her like even without that this is true weird bit of like if the ring doesn't get destroyed she dies you know Either way, she still lives in Middle Earth and like by leaving the elves wouldn't have solved their problem. They would have put it off, you know, so by leaving, he is protecting her. Yep. Fantastic. Love it. All right. Next. That's all we really have with Arwen for a little while. Ergorn then meets Eowyn. What are your thoughts about this relationship and what are your favorite flirting moments between them? I... I have so, <laughs> so many mixed feelings about this. Like they could not have ended up together because Eowyn is such a strong character. Yep. And whenever our, or sorry, Aragorn was in the picture, it was like more damsel in distress, you know, yep. like mm. she needs and that's him not her. to go after. It's not her. And she, I don't think she's trying to let that happen, but I think everyone else is choosing that for her, you know, even mm-hmm. with, you lead the people like it didn't have to be you lead the people. So the men go off to war, like leading the people to safety is like pretty important too. Exactly. And um, dangerous. Yeah. Right. You know, like unprotected, like, excuse me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, I think that they have some fun moments together. Um, one of my 
absolute favorites is in the extended edition where she makes him the stew and he spits it back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what my a own scene. cooking, but you're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, no, that's great. And I, my thing is like, I think they could be really good bros. Like yeah. that's ultimately what it is. And I think that's what, what I gather from them. Like there are some moments where she's like, Ooh, like he's kind of cute. Like you do see those moments where they're like eyeing each other. But at the same time, you're right. Like she is a strong character. And I don't think that's what Aragorn necessarily needs. And But it is something that I grapple with at the same time, because like, even though she's a strong character, I think that they do have some good moments yeah. together. I can't deny it. Like, I think they I think that they spend a little bit more time on the road together, whereas Arwen is just like back wherever she is. And Aragorn's like, I'll fight for you. Whereas with Eowyn, <laughs> it's like they're kind of doing it together. But I guess that also kind of makes it like what you said before. She's just too strong to be tied down by I she just has so many strong moments when they're not together. And it feels yeah. like whenever they're together, her life just starts to revolve around, revolve him. around like, him. Yep. She kills the witch King before she knows that he's on the battlefield, you know, yeah. like, it's not like, let me impress him with my feats of strength. You know, it's well, <laughs> like gotta do this, you know? And I think, I know we're not really talking about Faramir, but I think that that's bring him up. And- Bring him up, gotta. He's the best character. Um, I think that's why I really love Eowyn and Faramir together at the end. Is that a thing or is that, that's like an actual thing? thing? Okay. It's an actual thing, Um, kind of. Like it's referenced, but it's not like a massive plot point. Um, In the movie, they seem like each other's consolation prize. Um, But I think like it's a strong political match. And also like, they're like they meet in the house of healing after the war so they're healing together like emotionally and physically and they also i know and they bring out each other's strengths i think you know i think they kind of as a type a dominant male with a weird need to protect every single human around him (laughs) you know like like, and assumes that like maybe doesn't assume that they can't i love aragorn not trying to villainize him but I think that it might not be the best. We love Aragorn, but I kind of agree. Like, I think he would have squashed her a little bit. And that's not what we need from the story. I do Um, love their playoff of each other's characters and their natural tendencies to want to make the other one stronger, though. Yeah. They have this natural draw to each other, which is quite Mm -hmm. stunning. Um, They just like naturally, like Steph was saying, they could be bros. They are just naturally like drawn to each other. and some of my favorite moments with these two is when Eowyn is tasked to lead the people, like uh, Liz said, uh, to Helm's Deep while the fighters remain to defend them. And Aragorn and Eowyn both stare at each other as they're like... <laughs> <laughs> that is a moment. Uh, and while I don't think this is a love, like, it's not loving in any form, I think it's them acknowledging the other in their element, doing what they're made for. Um I also love how Aragorn is able to unravel and be himself around Eowyn. Fair. Um did I say that wrong? No. No, okay. she said fair, um, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, he I even, did say fair. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he even makes a joke about like dwarf women uh, around ah, her. So like, like he's just he's definitely just bros. To, like, he definitely just relaxes bros. around her. And mm-hmm. I think um, we see a different side of him 
when he's around her as it's well. It's like him and Legolas. They could like hit, pat each other on the back and be like, hey, <laughs> Eowyn, what's up? Like, it's different. Like, Arwen's well, a little... another like love story, but I didn't think we were talking about that. Yeah, one. right. Hey, we could talk the real about ship, Aragorn and Legolas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Literally, I'm forgetting <laughs> fan fiction. We could talk fan fiction all day long. All right, let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next question. Okay. Do you think Eowyn develops feelings of love for Aragorn or is it something else? What does Aragorn see in her? I think that she thinks that it's love, you know, because um, what I else has she experienced of it? You right. Know? I, like worm tongue, like absolute worst, you know, and from that, it's a complete 160. Wait, <laughs> 180 from the way that um, Aragorn treats her from the way that worm tongue does. Um you know, like yes. she's there, like an awful, manipulative human being to her whole entire family, and then Aragorn kind of comes in and like shows her what it's like to be treated well, um, you know, and to have someone like even relatively somewhat interested, um, and you know, even if that is platonic love, you know, you don't always realize that at first, you know, like she's like, oh, it's love, but like in the end, it, it is more of a bromance um yep. you know it works yep Devin, you have thoughts um i think she definitely develops feelings for aragon but i feel like these feelings are coming from the wrong place mm. um i don't think she loves him but loves what he personifies or his ideals his character and perception of being in a sense um you know how um, like someone sees a person and falls in love with their perception of that person or yeah. how their life might be with that person. Um, that's what's happening here. And, and for Aragorn, I, I think he momentarily sees a shot at normalcy, um, but it doesn't last. And I don't think he ever develops any real feelings for her other than admiration or strength and character as a, as a being. Um, but I think she misplaces her, feelings or i don't really know how like how mm -hmm. to like her perception i don't know i think uh, you're both right and i think it was really insightful point to bring up worm tongue is that what it is worm, worm tongue tail? like worm worm worm, worm tails from harry potter okay yeah worm, then worm yeah. tongue okay <laughs> sorry it's, it's really it gross. name i just don't remember it yeah i don't remember it either but i think it's a really insightful point to bring up because her only perspective really was watching this other guy who was like obsessed with her and Creeper super weird status. And then she sees this like knight on in shining armor, literally come into her home. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he doesn't wear armor. He wears leather. Yeah, even better, <laughs> even better, depending on who you are. <laughs> nice. But what I'm saying here is I think that's a really insightful point because she is young and kind of naive at first. And like, when she sees him, I think that she has this personification of like the knight in shining armor or leather right. in this case. And she falls in love with that idea. But that's why it's even better that I guess you're saying she ends up with Faramir because it's like. There you go. That's the guy yeah. you were kind of personifying. Um, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. you both are right about that. I think she does develop feelings, but not for him, for like the idea of him. Right. Cool. Moving right along. Why can Aragorn not accept Eowyn's love? Because he don't love her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, you know, he is like 
just because he broke up with Arwen doesn't mean he's not still super duper in love with her. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout she's like, even after he's like, I hope she never remembers me so she can go off and live her best life. You know, he's still dreaming of her, you know, he's still like her envisions and thing of the even star and like is terrified of that shattering and it is such a symbol of them you know when you see it in his evident panic you know after he dreams that it breaks and i think that that's kind of the big turning point for him and that you see in the movie where he's been you know flirting with aon along the road you know he dreams when the even star shattered that you know, he's like, this is it for me, you know, like, it, yeah. like he woke up in a cold sweat. I mean, also because someone like broke into his room, but <laughs> like, we're not going to talk about <laughs> no that. No big deal. <laughs> um, so no, no big. Um, yeah. Just sleeps with a knife under his pillow. Yeah, but a little I bit. think, yeah. So I think that a little bit, that was kind of his big, <laughs> like, I can't accept anyone else's love except for this one, even if, you know, it's the one that I can't have and the one that I pushed away. Which um, I love and respect him for that so much. Like Aragorn is such a great character. But yeah. at the same time, I think we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, Devin, the importance of like, you, you can't move forward in a relationship until you've either resolved past feelings for someone or acknowledge them. And I think when it comes to Arwen, he's never going to get over that girl. So he, it would be it would be disingenuous to accept any sort of love from Eowyn. I don't think it would be real for him. Um, I think... Like you were saying, Liz, it was kind of like something along the road to keep himself amused, but it wasn't true love. So yeah. that's why he he's can't just window it. shopping. Hey, yeah. <laughs> window shopping. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and you're right. He just doesn't love her. I think he realizes that Eowyn could could be something easy uh, after his time with Arwen and the difficulties laced in that relationship. Um, they are so casual and easygoing that it would be easy to see them together um, and what they could become. Um, He sees that, but he's also not willing to give up what he has with Arwen. Um, He, she still lays heavy on his heart and he can't lose that. So he's still drawn to her, even though like he knows that like he doesn't know what the future holds. He doesn't know if he's going to be able to see her again. He's still going to Mm -hmm. hold on to that image of her. Um, and pursue her regardless of the fact. 100%. Okay, cool. next question. Mm-hmm. Trying to warn Arwen of her future, Elrond, her father, says, Arwen, there is nothing for you here, only death. First, is he right to say this? And do you think there are times <laughs> when love only leads to a dead end? oh my gosh yeah um loaded question (laughs) like no i think elrond is super out of line um in especially if you're reading the books like they don't just have one son but a whole bunch of kids you know so by him saying that there is only death like that's such a like an all or nothing kind of thing you know he didn't say some death he didn't say there's going to be a little itty bit of death it's like only death, you know, and that's right. just straight up lying to her. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's just trying to protect her, but also, you know, does she really need it? Like she, I'm, I don't know how old she is, um, but she's immortal. So she's probably been around for a while. Like she doesn't <laughs> <laughs> necessarily need it. Um, so I think he is for sure out of line when he says that. Yep. Um, I definitely, 
that's that's also a really loaded question. You know, you can say that that's what happened with Aragorn and Eowyn, but it really didn't because it didn't dead end for either one of them. And, you know, they still have a pretty solid friendship to fall back on at the end. I think that there are definitely dead ends that come from love, but, you know, like the whole like super common trope of one door closes and another opens, you know? Yep. So maybe love is a cul-de-sac, not a dead end. <laughs> Ooh, nice. That. Beautiful. Um, But no, uh, especially when he has foreseen the future and knows that they have a son, like Liz said a little bit earlier, I get that he's, um, excuse me, I, I get that she's his daughter and he wants the best for her. Um, but he doesn't, want to give her up want her to give up her elven lineage like i get all that it's not his choice to make and he shouldn't try to manipulate her to get his way never um, works well for that's really all it is, is <laughs> it's just manipulation and i don't think that's right for her for him is he supposed to be this wise being and know everything and but he still has like this human tendency even though he like looks bad on humans for their uh more greediness and that's mm-hmm. kind of what he's showing here is his greedy side um even though it's not really like greed in that same sense but that being said i do think there are times where a relationship may lead to a dead end if there isn't growth of course this is going to happen um and these dead ends can either help the relationship make a u-turn or veer off course into a tree um hey. but it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's up to the couple and how they deal with the rough road ahead of them. Um, it's not just going to be simple. They have to kind of like, where is this leading? If it's not leading anywhere, then they have to make the decision. Like, are we going to try at this and pull it around? Or are we just going to move on and find mm-hmm. whatever else is on the horizon? I mean, you're both definitely right. It was wrong of him, but. I feel for the guy because he's going to live forever and his daughter isn't. And like, I'm not saying it in any way justifies the man, but he's going to live like it's just, it's hard. It's a parental thing. And I'm kind of like, okay, I can at least sympathize as to why he might do this. It's wrong, but I can understand why he did. Um, But the only death thing is dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> that is dramatic. And it's a complete lie because she's obviously going to bring life into the world. And she literally mm-hmm. says it to him. But is he right to say this? No, obviously. But I sympathize. Uh, and do you think there are times when love only leads to a dead end? I would say if it does lead to a dead end, then it wasn't truly love to begin with. Um Hello, doggies. How's it going? Sorry. <laughs> I love when Devin's dogs hang out with us on the podcast. It's my favorite. Um, but if it leads to a dead end, then it wasn't true, true love. Like there, are, I've I've had loves in my life that, yeah, we didn't end up growing. We didn't end up, you know, being good to each other in the way that we should, supporting each other, changing with each other, compromising. Um, But in the end, it wasn't true love. So I think that if we're talking about true love, then like I would say, no, it doesn't end in a dead end or it shouldn't because part of the qualifying factor of having true love is that you're willing to be self-sacrificing, grow with another person, all of these different things. And that's why I think that we see Arwen and Aragorn are such a great example of true love because all of these things were in front of them where they thought they were going to face a dead end and they didn't like, even though it kind of sucked when he died, I don't know if that's even in the story, but um, (laughs) I've read a lot of fan fiction about it. And 
I think even though that that occurs, they both were sort of expecting it, preparing for it um, and deciding that this was the right choice, even if we had to go through this pain. Um, right. So they're my thoughts. I don't there know. Sure, it was a bummer it. for both of them, though. <laughs> a a little bit of a bummer. Love it. All right, moving right along. How are Arwen and Aragorn true to each other throughout? And what does it say about their love? I mean, I think there's so many examples of where they are true to each other. You know, I mean, he had like, I hate to just be like, Eowyn was just a temptation, but he had a temptation like right there, like another woman who was like, basically throwing herself and her stew at him like the whole time, (laughs) you know? And I think that while, you know, he did engage with that, like he didn't, he wasn't standoffish, which I think would have been rude, but like he did eventually recognize his true feelings for Arwen and he did eventually come back to her, you know, and everything he does, like, you know, ends up being for her, you know, in in everything that he does and every step of the way, like she is there with him, even if it's not physically. Um, and I think for her, you know, she shows like her true feelings toward him when despite like the, um, oh my gosh, what's the, what's the right word? Like the, oh my gosh, what's the right word? <laughs> You know, the disapproval. Oh, my gosh. Such a simple word. Um, The (laughs) disapproval of her father, you know, which is a pretty big thing. Like when you are literally immortally close to your family, like not having them approve of your boyfriend slash fiance is a really big deal. You know, like it's like eternal thanksgiving dinners where your whole family is roasting the person like can you imagine imagine thanksgiving with these characters (laughs) oh my god you know so she chooses awful thanksgiving dinners every single year for Mm -hmm. the rest of her well no longer immortal life Um, (laughs) and i think that that's a sign of true love you know and i think that that shows just how strong their relationship is you know and that it does stand all of these trials, you know, and everything that he has to go through, she believes in him that he's going to, you know, accomplish right. them and, and believes that he'll keep coming back to her. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent. Right. And I think when it comes to these two, what's most inspiring to me is how much faith they have in each other, even when they are in a long distance and not even necessarily like knowing that they're together type mm-hmm. situation. Like, he sort of breaks it off, but it's like such an unbreakable bind right. that they have that neither of them even considers it that way. That's the the beautiful thing. Cause you know, like the whole Rachel and Ross thing, we were on a break or whatever. <laughs> they don't take a moment to say that like they they're on a break, but at the same time, they're still having like dreams about each other and like mm-hmm. would never dream of leaving the other person. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. a strong soul bond. And I think that that's what we see between these two. And that's why like um, they're true to each other because they just know there's no one else there's, I mean, yeah, there could be people to come in and help them with their, you know, human desires, so to speak. But <laughs> at the same time, like 
that's not what they want. They know that they want each other because they know that it's true. And that's just really beautiful to to behold, yeah. especially in a story like this with so much symbolic meaning. Right. Um, yeah. They just have this true devotion and loyalty <laughs> towards each other mm-hmm. uh, amidst all the chaos that they are surrounded by and the challenging decisions that they have to make. They never stray from each other. And yep. Arwen chooses him over eternal life and Aragorn Aragorn, excuse me. Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn uh, chooses her over having an easy relationship in a sense. Yep. Um, quote yeah. unquote, easy relationship. Um, their love is eternal and it's pure and it's as strong as steel. And it yep. just shows how strong of a couple they are. Yeah. Um, even though, like, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, that their whole love story is kind of like, just on the sidelines of everything that's going on. And it's right. not written a into very the story. small part of the story. It's not yeah. even written into the story. It's just like a side. Uh, I, th- I think it's at the end uh, built in usually, but um, it's just interesting to see like how strong of a relationship they Tolkien makes. And also that so many readers and um, viewers kind of are attracted to this kind of love. Yeah. Um, so cool. Yep. Okay, next nice. question. And I know we have thoughts on this one. Yeah, we <laughs> Which... were talking about this earlier. <laughs> yes, we were. Right. Which is the stronger character, Arwen or Eowyn? Oh my gosh. It's very, <laughs> very controversial, but here we go. I think that I like I don't know if I can really choose, you know, and how do you pit Interesting. Not that we're putting them (laughs) against each other, but how do you try to compare two incredibly different forms of strength? You know, like Arwen has the strength. Yes, girl. You know, Arwen is like, you know what? Like she has a very different kind of strength where she has to stand up to her family. Like she doesn't have like family support for a very important relationship to her. She has to have the strength to like continue you know, living and making like these choices every single day when she doesn't necessarily know if Aragorn is alive or dead. You know, I like to think that she would know deep down in her heart, but like they, they didn't have Instagram. Like they didn't have nope. Facebook messenger. There's no way for, I <laughs> can't be one checking up on your exes. Right. Exactly. Um, so I think that that is, you know, and the strength, yeah, like he is an ex kind of maybe sort of, and mm-hmm. the fact that she still holds out for him, you know, and like turns around on her way to, you know, the undying lands is like crazy strong, but Eowyn's strength is way more, um, apparent and it's more, it's almost like a more forceful strength, you know, um, where it is the strength of, like leading her people through through an incredible amount of grief and sorrow with like the loss of her brother or cousin, I forget which one. And then, you know, the death of her uncle who she tried to save and Mm -hmm. still didn't manage to save and, you know, leading people with basically no protection and getting them to Helm's Deep and watching the men that she loves and cares about go away to battle while she desperately wants to join them and then ends up joining them And then brings another person with her, you know? So I think that it is two very different forms of strength as for which one is stronger, like who would win in a fight kind of strong. I'm going to go with Arwen. 
Um, oh, girl, yes. Oh, interesting. It's down the Nazgul. I mean, she can command the river. That's and true. I don't think Eowyn can hold her breath indefinitely. So I'm going to go Probably with not. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of changed my viewpoint on Arwen with the whole discussion. <laughs> uh, because quite honestly, my thought process was that there's no competition. It's definitely Eowyn. Like, she is a beast of a character who defies all and who tries, um, like, whoever tries to tell her that she needs to be placed into a certain category or that um, to tell her no, like, she she fights them on it. Um, yeah, you're correct. And, prop, and props to Tolkien for <laughs> She's writing. Ass, right. And, and props to Tolkien for writing such a strong character such a strong female role in his time, but he also wrote the character of Arwen, whose whole character development lies on her devotion for Aragorn. So that's where I, I was like at the very start of this. And I was like, hmm, no, definitely Eowyn shows through, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to think anymore. I am so perplexed. Uh, I think it's a good point that you make that it's two different kinds of strength. It's, you're right. It is two different types of strength. And I didn't see that at first. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, the fact that it even is a competition and we get like, like, you know, in our heads and we get so much screen time with Eowyn and almost none with Arwen. Like, what would we think if we saw more of Arwen, the, the mm-hmm. table, if the turntables, you know, and if <laughs> we saw more of Arwen than we do of Eowyn, you know, would we think differently? Would we see more of her character coming through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have much to add because I I like agree like I it's so difficult because Arwen has had how many more years of experience like in life like she's what hundreds of years old at some point when we're meeting her and like (laughs) yep (laughs) she just probably has the subdued strength of someone with wisdom. But that's also another reason that Eowyn is so strong because she's so young in years, but she's still so bold and willing to take a stance that most young women weren't. So, yeah, I see both sides as to why they're strong characters. And I don't even think they're on the same playing field almost. Um, ah, That's something I'll have to think about more, Devin. So at least you got me thinking with all of this. That's really good. Yeah. (laughs) Shall we move on to the next question? Absolutely. And this one is uh, apart from uh, the Arwen and Aragorn. Oh, (laughs) uh, I'm sorry. Awen and Aragorn. uh, It's so confusing. Whatever. But um, this one says, whose journey throughout the series is your favorite and why? Because there's a lot of different journeys that happen in the in the story of Lord of the Rings. So who's is your who is your favorite journey? Liz. Do we do we mean just like of Arwen versus AO and everybody? No, anybody. Anybody. Okay. Um Pippin. Pippin? Oh my gosh, I get thinking. Yes, Pippin, hundred yep. percent. Um Pippin is probably my favorite character for no apparent reason. And I absolutely love him. Um as to why it's my favorite, it is for the purely simple reason of um, he faces down Lord Denethor while he's chewing incredibly loudly, which is something that I could <laughs> never do. <laughs> the second reason is that he is the one igniting factor beacon soundtrack, which is the absolute best soundtrack musical score in any cinematic film ever. 
Pippin. Absolutely. 100%. My, I love so, it. I think it's funny because my dad always sends me the meme of him eating disgustingly whenever yeah, I'm right? annoying him and eating <laughs> disgustingly. And it's just the funniest scene that exists. But so my favorite journey is definitely Legolas and Gimli. Like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. my God, the fact that they're so different and just like, they fight and then they end up like comparing like death toll <laughs> the whole time. Like I'm I love just that like, too. Oh, you guys are my favorite. Like, I don't know. It's just so enjoyable to watch like two extremes, like two quite different types of people journey together. I love when Gimli has to ride on a horse with him. It is just <laughs> effing genius humor. Even for this time funny. period. It's great. Um, Devin. My absolute favorite is going along with what Liz said. I think Mary and Pippin are both yeah. fantastic characters. Hilarious. Uh, there's just something about their charm and wit and playing off of each other. Um, yes. They experience a lot of growth over the course of the three installments. Um, sure, there's the grand trio Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli, and the loyal friends Frodo and Sam, but you can only take so many battles. And True. Gollum is on Frodo and Sam's journey and I despise that <laughs> he dude. He hates Gollum. I he hates him. Gollum. I also hate Gollum, so it makes I, sense. What do you I think refuse... of Dobby? I I love Dobby. Okay, good. I like Dobby a lot. Good. Um, I'm glad. I, I, I thought I Devin just like didn't like creature. little... Oh, yeah. Creature is kind of gross. I, I'll, yeah, I'll no, it, that too. Gollum's it goes... also kind of gross. So Yeah, no, Gollum's completely gross but here's the um, thing can we at least shout out sam wise because like I oh for sure sam what wise. a hero that guy is Frodo, yeah. i could do without if Gollum was wise. not on that journey i would choose Frodo and sam <laughs> <laughs> but like can we just choose sam because i mean always choose sam we always could. choose sam exactly um but my thing with Gollum is like i can't i i wanted to listen to the audiobook and i was like I can't because I know I'm going to hear his voice and I know that I'm just gonna be <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't want to hear Gollum. Like Andy Serkis or Gollum? Because um, Andy Serkis is great. He is great. No, but I mean, like, the character, I just <laughs> Do don't want to. You mean the audiobook like, Gollum? Yes, audiobook. Okay, then I understand that. Yeah, it I just don't want to hear it because I think he has like several chapters where it's just like him talking. Dang, I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Devin, hear can it. you read an audiobook of Lord of the Rings and Absolutely make your own not. Gollum voice? No, because no, that would be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. take us home, Steph. I'm taking us home, but before I go to the final question, I have a throw-in question Ooh. that I'm going to be asking. What is your favorite movie of the three? And you can Ooh. say what's your favorite book if you're, you know, if you've read all the books, but I haven't finished Return of the King yet. So, Liz, what's your favorite movie or book? Two Towers, for sure. I agree. I yeah. love Two Towers. <laughs> Two Towers is really good. I think that there's so much fun stuff that happens and so much plot movement. Um and I honestly think that every time I watch the third movie, you know, I haven't actually read the third book yet. Don't tell anyone. Edit that out. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but every time I get there, you know, like Frodo at that point is like at his lowest, which just yeah. I don't like watching it. I don't love spiders. Um, oh, no, that whole <laughs> thing is gross. She loves Slayer isn't really my fave. Um, you know, and I just, it's a really good resolution, but there's also too many endings. Um, so watching two towers, yeah. you know, so it begins such an iconic line. Um, you know, the riders coming in at dawn, 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful, incredible, wonderful. Um, I think, yeah, the two towers for sure. Agreed. Devin, what's yours? I've never thought about it because I just, I, to be quite honest, like I could give or take Lord of the Rings. Like I enjoy it, but I also am like, <gasps> get out of this. So Dan, can we boot him off the podcast? Yep, immediately. <laughs> now it's me and Liz. Goodbye, Devin. They're just so long and that kind of like, Deters me from wanting to invest in them. They're but long, I, but, but when I'm when it. I am in them, I enjoy it. So I will say that I've um, heard that opinion before. Tom shares that opinion. He's like, I, when I think about watching Lord of the Rings, I don't want to. When I'm watching it, I want to. Exactly. Like that's how I feel. Like I I get invested into the whole story, and I get invested into. It's a great story. The maybe the, just you the concept. Like- the extended because those all of those are split into two um which means that as a whole it's a lot longer um yes but as each individual part you know the longest one that you're gonna have is just over two hours you know and that's the last part <laughs> of Devin's like of the still King. too long <laughs> but that's the length of a regular movie right, of a regular so movie yeah it's you're right very doable i do like that they compiled everything I like that well, they compiled everything. So which one are you choosing, Deb? I I kind of just like the original, like Fellowship, Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship. Like, I think that's a good, that's a good opening. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Um, I like the concept of like everyone bonding together from different parts of culture to fight for one cause. Um, we have dwarves, we have elves, we have men, we have hobbits, like, um we have this wizard um and i just like i just <laughs> like all the wizard. concepts of it all like and this wizard um <laughs> so i like the start i think i like two towers as well i think that there's a lot of growth and development of characters there's a lot of movement up in plot um i kind of like pieces of them all and mm-hmm. that's kind of a bad bad decision but uh no that's if great I had, if i had to have to choose one it'd probably be fellowship fellowship sure. is good my one problem with the movie adaptation of fellowship and i don't know liz if you've read fellowship too but oh, yes there's a whole chapter on this guy named tom bombadil tom bombadil <laughs> so is important where is, is he and i understand he that he had what to is he? pick and choose he's like this guy in the woods he's like basically who i would want to be if i was a character like uh i'm trying to think like of favorite like, character journey tom bombadil yes <laughs> like this woodland like man i kind of picture him wearing overalls and yes. like cu- cutting down With a trees. little pointy hat yeah but yeah. he's like a huge part of fellowship and they just take him out. And I understand it from a movie perspective. Like he would have taken a lot of random time, but at the same time, <laughs> I want him in there. But yeah, I agree I, with that. I won't go too far into Tom. It's Bonadil. already three hours Devin's like, shut up. Minutes. It's already too long. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But, I mean the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. So now the important question that we ask yes. at the end of every episode. Absolutely. Do we ship it? And who do we ship? Liz, I do ship it. And I know that that's because it's the way that J.R.R. Tolkien wants me to feel. And I just can't say no to that man. Um, <laughs> but I try to make I me. Ship, <laughs> I, I definitely ship Aragorn and Arwen. I don't think that um, either Arwen or Eowyn needed to end up with anyone. I think Aragorn did. Because um, I think Preach. Aragorn 
by the end needed someone to protect seeing as he had successfully done that with all of middle earth he just couldn't rest um i think i do ship eowyn and faramir but i am i think i'm glad that that's not in the regular cut of the movies like the theatric cut because it's not necessary Mm -hmm. both of those characters are very good standalone but in theory i do ship them as well nice Devin. I agree. I think their love is pure. Um, and this is Arwen and Aragorn. Um, I think their love is pure. I think their love is strong and it really stands the time of, um, of chaos. Um, it talks about like how we as individuals enter chaos and we have to work through that and, um, mm-hmm. we have to make big decisions. And, um, I think they're exemplar couple for those reasons um, i agree aragorn and arwen they're just cute and like live tyler and whoever he Ugh. was very well cast Vigo i think Mortensen. okay you know the name that's great <laughs> i'm glad that you do because i probably should but i think that they cast it perfectly like I think that the two of them are just a really great couple. I need to learn a little bit more. Apparently, I need to read whatever these appendices are. I'm very excited (laughs) about that. Um, But I think that Tolkien gave us just like, because like we didn't get too much of a relationship throughout the whole thing. We don't, it's not like a love story really, except for like Frodo and Sam, we do get their little (laughs) romance, but I think it's important that the guy who ends up being the, the king of the land has that depth to him and we get that depth to him, which is who he loves and who he's willing to sacrifice for. So I think it's a really, really important part of the journey. And I really like it. Absolutely. Without it, it would be too dark. I agree. I agree. Except the trees, the ants are great. Oh, they're fun. Tree beard. Yes. Tree beard. I love when they just take (laughs) over. uh, Is it Saruman? Isengard, yeah. (laughs) The one tree that's on fire and he runs into (laughs) (laughs) And that's actually in the book, which is hilarious because me and my brothers used to play that scene over and over again. We were like, what is this stupid scene? And when I was reading it, I was like, wait, this is actually in the book. (laughs) Oh, I love it. All right. Well, there you have it. Our thoughts on Aragorn and Arwen. If you agree or you disagree, please feel free to reach out and let us know. Um, We're talking ships is our passion so we enjoy it and we're glad that you guys are along for the ride yep so now let's hear from a guest reader or watcher so i think we have a few our first comment today is from our friends at kiwi and the bird hi guys thanks for always commenting we love you um if you haven't checked out their podcast yet you're missing out okay so they say quote these two are timeless to me i love so much of (laughs) I love how so much of their love is about the unsaid. And that's a very profound statement. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't read it. I, I rewrote it wrote Kiwi, Kiwi and the bird. Fault. We love you guys. Thank you for your comment. Thank you so much. Uh, our next one comes from Leslie, who says, I haven't read or seen it, but my husband is adamant, is adamant that they were meant to be together. Um, I love so, that. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we have more. This is a popular one. Okay. We do. Um, so our next one comes from Mary who says, love them. They're faithful to each other when apart, even though they know it'll be hard and are willing to face the challenges of life together. Their love is so pure. They prioritize the good of one another and empower each other to be their best self. Hey, we Look love at all these 
Sarah Gordon Arwen lovers. And our final one comes from Martin. Thanks for reaching out. Um, he says, I was always unsure if I agreed that er- that Arwen um, should give up her gift for Argon. Um, I think he would have done better to marry a human woman like Eowyn. I love the fantasy aspect of, a, of an elf and a human playing house, <laughs> but it doesn't seem all that realistic to me in a serious tale like Lord of the Rings. Oh my God, <laughs> the it. controversy. controversy. <laughs> well, thank you, Martin, for, for shaking it up a little bit for us. Yeah, thank you for being bold. Uh, we love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, so thank you. And as I said before, please feel free to reach out if you want to send a comment or join us for another episode. Um, we would love to hear from you. Our email is we ship it podcast at gmail.com and you can find us anywhere on our social media. Um, hit us in our DMS. You can yeah. comment and like, or whatever, share, please. And we want to especially thank Liz for joining. Thank us you, Liz. Thank you guys around. so much for letting we me love it. Come and spout my Lord of the Rings yes, feelings all over the place. Thank you for all over, all we over love the it. internet. <laughs> it's great. It was fun. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so thank you to Liz and thank you for all, or thank you to all for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review where you listen to your podcast. We would love to know how we're doing. Okay, shippers, see you next time. If you trust nothing else, trust this. Trust us. Oh, love I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.